This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number for you, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Do enjoy the features you will find there. We give them to you. You can actually create the content of the site if you'd like. You find something online that you think is interesting, you would like to share it with other listeners, you may do that by submitting it as show prep, and then other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what it is that you've suggested. Uh, You can go to freetalklive.com, and uh, you can at that point submit different things, and then others vote, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website and freetalklive.com it allows you to kind of share and uh, socially socially share bookmarks if you will i suppose with other listeners i think the real advantage is is that um you know you're you're reaching a group of people who are liberty-minded and they're significantly larger than your facebook page if you're one of these folks that goes and puts a, a story on your facebook page so people will see it you're going to see, I mean, a lot more eyes are going to see it at uh, freetalklive.com. Maybe so. Get on over there and get interactive, freetalklive.com. So we're going to start out by going right to the phones, and we'll talk to Carla, who is also known as the president of the Free State Project. Carla, welcome to Free Talk Live. Good evening. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, it's a pleasure. Uh, it's, you know, we don't get to hear from you too often, so there must be a reason you're calling us tonight. You know, I am calling because I'm extremely excited to announce that we have hit our 1,000 participants of the Free State Project in-state in New Hampshire. That's a pretty important number. So you're saying 1,000 people are in New Hampshire now as part of the Free State Project. That's correct, yes. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it, Carla? You know, it's certainly sometimes I look at that counter and I'm just like, move! (laughs) So. This is pretty exciting. You know, I think sometimes it helps when there's sort of a goal or a number. And, you know, we've been watching it since 950, and we've all been sort of egging each other on. And Mm -hmm. I think that sort of excitement helps people to think, wow, you know, maybe I should move now. And, of course, we have Liberty Forum coming up, and that's sort of often an impetus for people to, to finally make that change and make that move. So... I'm feeling pretty excited. How is it looking, by the way, uh, Liberty Forum? I, I had heard months ago that it was on track to be maybe the best-selling, most popular Liberty Forum uh, of all time, but I haven't heard any updates since then. Can you give us uh, kind of the scoop there? Do you know? Uh, sure. It's uh, it's looking really good. Uh, I know we've sold out all our hotel rooms that we needed to get. Um, you know, the speakers are lined up. In fact, I was working on some uh, press releases this morning for uh, Chris Lawless, who's the organizer of mm-hmm. Liberty Forum. And it was fun because I didn't really know that much about uh, Salatin, who's sort of the food freedom guy. And Is that how you pronounce know. it? Joel, Joel Salatin? I, I, mm-hmm. I pronounce it uh, Salatin. Yeah, you know, I, I was on some radio show a while back, and um, the guy said he was friends with him, and he sort of corrected me, so uh-huh. I'm not sure, but he Joel said Salatin. it was uh, Salatin, so That makes I don't sense. Know. This is the guy that wrote You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding in a Farming Business. He will be one of the uh, the keynote speakers at the Liberty Forum coming up. By the way, we're less than a month away pretty much at this point, uh, February 23rd through the 26th, so it's going to be very soon. It'll be up on you, up on top of you before you know it. Yeah, it's coming up really soon, and I'm, I, you know, I'm optimistic that some of your listeners, you know, may feel the excitement from the first one thousand and sort of go, well, you know, I may as well come to Liberty Forum and never leave. 
It happens. Like it does happen. That way. <laughs> a lot, there are a lot of people that come and they, they really they have such a great time. I think everybody has a great time. Most people have a great time. But you don't understand the community until you experience it. It's one yeah, thing to can't hear. possibly know. It yeah, it's like. one thing to hear the stories. It's one thing to hear people talk about moving to New Hampshire and their experiences. But it's a whole other thing to actually come and meet these people in, in real life. I mean, yeah, Derek I J., if you had heard. True. I mean, Derek J., you you watched a lot of videos before coming up here, but did it give you anything more than just a taste of what it was really like? It was only that, just a taste, uh, because once I got here, I was overwhelmed by the amount of liberty activism that was happening, just more than I can imagine, uh, and more than I can handle in a day. Right. Uh, (laughs) There is a lot of activity here in Keene, but Carla, I'm I'm curious. I'm also really excited about the 1,000 participants uh, in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Do you have any expectations? for the next 1,000, or are there any goals that you'd uh, like to meet uh, before that happens? No, you know, I, I, um, I was IMing actually with Ian before the show, and Ian, I actually had a question for you. Was it originally, it was Free Talk Live that sort of started the whole, let's set a goal and let's, you know, get to the 1,000 mark, right? Not really, not really true. Uh, the Free State Project approached me and asked me if I would be kind of like, I don't know, like the first signer or something like that, the or the first crier. the head liar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like basically that I was the one that it was starting the petition. They wanted to essentially use my uh, my name uh, to kind of get it out there, so to speak. So I was I was one of the pushers, if you will, of the the first one thousand pledge, but uh, it wasn't originally my idea. Okay, all right, because I, I sort of had that wrong. Um, you know, I mean, I'd love to set a commitment. Um, I think it took us, what, it took us about three years, wasn't it? Four years to get here um, to the thousand. I think that... Actually, you know, the- I think you can go all the way back to as as far back as 2004. This counter. Well, she's talking about from the first 1,000 pledge till now. Oh, oh, yeah. from the completion of the, the pledge. I gotcha. Maybe. I don't even re- recall. To me, <laughs> yeah. it, it was uh, well, 2008. It's been a while, so, you know, one of the things, of course, that I would like to see is for us to sort of keep this momentum going. Yeah. I think we're living in, you know, in the Chinese curse of may we live in interesting times. And I think as compared to, you know, the early 2000s, things have gotten a lot worse in the past 10 years. And I think more people are, beco- you know, becoming conscious of that. So, you know, I say let's do the next 1,000 in, in two years or cut whatever the time was in half. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a reasonable goal. I think, I think okay. that's a reasonable goal for sure. How, how awesome would it be? I mean, we're already having so many great successes. and so many, Just today, Derek J., we were talking about what's coming up on Thursday. We've got uh, Kelly Voluntarist from uh, the Keene area going out to Manchester to do another uh, airport protest. In fact, you're going to be joining her, That's as I right. understand it. Uh, and so we're going to have a, a dual, uh, I guess a bisexual, shall we call it, a uh, <laughs> uh, protest. And also that afternoon, there's a, apparently a trial going on in Manchester that's going to be pretty wild. Like People are going to be wearing some crazy hats. That's some right. Quakers are going to be going into court and uh, they're all going to stay seated in Manchester, which really shouldn't be an issue. We've never had an issue in, in Manchester with that. Uh, but that sounds like fun and it's happening at the same time as uh, some hearings on some important legislation happening in Concord. It was one of those things where I'm like, oh, crap, there's two things happening at once, and I can only be in one of those two places. And uh, that is one of the frustrations of being up here. And it's a good frustration to have is that sometimes there's just so much going on, you can't possibly do it all. But it's good to have options. And, you know, know, Ian, I mean, you know, the the great thing will be is if we have another thousand movers come in, you know, or 
God forbid, the 20,000, because who would be able to keep anything straight then? You know, I, I do feel like, you know, we've talked about this in the past, and I'm sure you have on the show, that that 20,000 benchmark, which, you know, originally was the number for the triggering event, is, is so high based on what we see happening on the ground mm-hmm. with just 1,000 people. I mean, if we get another 1,000, I think we're pretty much good to go. So, 2,000 yeah. would, would already, I mean, if we had 2,000 activists here in New Hampshire and they were all actually active, because I don't think that 1,000 is really truly active. I think a lot of them are working. They're getting settled. They're, Double what we got know, would be pretty awesome. Right. They're putting down roots. Uh, you know, 2,000 activists would be more than the Republicans and Democrats have combined. Uh, and, of course, a lot of the people within this movement are re- becoming Republicans and Democrats and are getting involved within those political parties. And, you know, Carla, would it be possible to have you stick with us for another segment? Sure. Okay, yeah, if you've got time, I want to hang on to uh, Carla. She's the uh, president of the Free State Project. Queen Quill, as she is called. That's right. And Reference uh, to the porcupines. Well, I want, what I want to hear from Carla is what she's excited about at the upcoming Liberty Forum, because that's literally coming up in a few weeks. And we've talked with the organizer, Chris Lawless, about it. Uh, obviously, he's excited about it. He's putting the thing together. But I'm wondering, what is it that uh, Carla's looking forward to? Because there's so many great speakers that are going to be there. And it's going to be one of those things where you're not going to be able to see all the speakers at once because they're, you know, there's usually two or three scheduled across simultaneously from one another. So uh, who's Carla going to go and see? I'm curious about that. Uh, of course, you can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, get signed up with coupon code FTL2012 and save 10%. More coming up. You can take control. Free State Project. This is Free Talk Live. BigEdPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis head in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigEdPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features you'll find there. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And the features include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will take you there. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. We'll actually continue with one of our Shriners on the line here in a moment, uh, Carla from the Free State Project. But first... Indeed she is. Um, do you not have enough time in your day to read books anymore? Like, it's just difficult to sit down with a book, carve the time out of your day, and read it. I have had that experience many times. Audible.com is the leading provider of digital, premium, digital, spoken, audio information and entertainment. They've got all the categories there. Obviously, today is the the day of the Florida um, primary, and I was uh, keeping an eye on Ron Paul and um, actually searched Audible, and sure enough, they've got Liberty Defined by Ron Paul and End the Fed by Ron Paul, The Revolution of Manifesto by Ron Paul, and uh, you can go check out the whole list. You can get them all for, well, you can get individually any one of them for free from audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Just go over there. Sign up with the information they want from you. 
um, at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL and get your free download. It's a gift from them to you uh, via Free Talk Live. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. We are going back to Carla, the president of the Free State Project. She is uh, still with us here as we're discussing a big milestone for the Free State Project today. A thousand Free Staters, so-called a thousand Free State Project participants, now counted as in New Hampshire. And Carla, you're back with us. Are you there? I'm here. Yep. So this is a pretty big deal. I would imagine there's going to be some level of celebration uh, of this at the, the upcoming Liberty Forum here in a few weeks. And I wanted to kind of get your your view of the the Liberty Forum as an event. I mean, obviously, you've been to them before in the past. Is this going to be your first Liberty Forum as uh, president of the Free State Project? I believe so, yes? Yes, indeed, it is going to be. You know, Liberty Forum was sort of the clincher for uh, my husband and I when when we were deciding to move from New York. We had come up to ForkFest once. And sort of met people, and this was, you know, back in the day, 2006, when Porkfest was an entirely different animal to, to the large and beautiful thing it has become. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we came to Liberty Forum the year after that, and I was like, you know, it, it just gave me that balance between sort of the the party outside camping world that is Porkfest, and the more sort of, you know, a little. Suit, not suit and tie, but, you know, just a little more professional. It's in a hotel. You can shower, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So so getting that balance was really what, what made me decide, you know, I, I was ready to move. What are you looking for uh, forward to at this year's Liberty Forum? I imagine you've availed yourself of uh, the list of speakers. Who is it that you're looking forward to seeing the most? You know, um, obviously, uh, Salatin or Salatin or how, Joel, we'll just call him Joel, I'm pretty excited about because, um, you know, I'm very close friends with the Bardo Project, which is a self-sustaining farm up here in the area where I live. And I know they're, he's a big hero of theirs. They have all these books, you know. And He is so the author, by the I, way, I'm of really seven interested. books, apparently. So this guy's written seven books, and one of them is You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding in a Farming Business. So it's... That's, I'm sure it's going to be a big attraction. In fact, apparently Chris Lawless thinks so because he's made him one of the two keynote speakers for the event. That's correct. And then, of course, the other keynote speaker is Peter Schiff, who um, is always a blast. I mean, you know, you can learn so much from him. He's opinionated. He's smart. Um, you know, so he's, he's certainly a not miss for most people. I've seen a lot of his stuff. You know, I go to conferences with him. So I might give him a skip, and I would probably go for – um, John Bush, who is, uh, you know, out of Texas, and he just blows me away every time I hear him speak. He's a very solid voluntarist. Mm-hmm. He's someone, you know, who, who is trying to create a wholly free society sort of from first principles. And I really enjoy listening to him speak. I think he's a really smart guy. I like the way he frames stuff. So I will definitely be going in to take a look at him. Yeah, John Bush um, is a really passionate guy. I, I always enjoy spending uh, spending time with him. He's a great activist. Hopefully we can get uh, him and uh, his wife up here one of these days. I know they're, t- they're teetering on the fence from what I understand about moving they're to New Hampshire. They're fond of Austin. They are you fond know, of they, Austin. They, they, they are on the fence. I have been, you know, working my charms, and um, I do, you know, I don't want to announce anything on national radio, right. <laughs> but, you know, I think we're going to see more of them up here, so I'm cool. excited about that. Carla, um, you've been here since 2006 and seen the growing numbers to this day. Uh, what types of changes have you seen in New Hampshire that you've been most excited about? Good question. Um, that's a great question. Just to clarify, but I actually moved in 2008. I've oh, been excuse checking, me. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, you were visiting in 2006, is what you were saying earlier. That's correct. Yeah. Um, changes. Um, well, I think a lot more people in the state of New Hampshire know what free staters are than they did <laughs> four or five years ago. Um, and that can be obviously both a plus and a minus. Um, I mean, on the legislative side, we've of course seen, you know, some, some gun rights, you know, concealed carry, ca- castle doctrine, um, some of those things passing. And then, um, I think just in the day to day living, one of the things I'm really starting to enjoy is I feel like I'm actually both part of this movement, but also part of the larger community in New Hampshire. And I think that's something that's important to do. You know, I I have a day job. um, I work with people. You know, it's always interesting to sort of have the interactions, um, you know, where they'll say, oh, the free staters are doing this. And I'm like, wait a second, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. Um, no, that's not us. Or let me explain where we're coming from. So I've sort of enjoyed the sort of integrating and, and creating an actual life here um, for myself. I see. Cool. And you say that uh, more people know who the Free Staters are. Why do you think that is? Like, what's getting the most positive attention from the natives? You know, that's that's a great question. Uh, positive attention. <laughs> well, I know it's a mixed bag because you, you were saying people know who the Free Staters are, and that can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on who's watching. But you know, there must have been some events. Uh, for example, when I saw uh, Topless Tuesdays, I, I was attracted to that. I thought that was a cool idea. Um, and I know that got a lot of attention here in Keene, but there must have been some others uh, that you know of. Um, I mean, in terms of activism, uh, just to sort of circle back to, to Liberty Forum as well, um, I know Carlos Muller is coming, and, you know, he's a journalist who's been arrested several times for... Um, uh, taking photographs and video of police officers. Um, I certainly, that was sort of where I cut my teeth. Um, so he's someone I want to go listen to. For sure. He is not libertarian, so I think that will be pretty interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he leans sort of more to the, the, the red side of things. Um, but I think it'll be an interesting discussion with him. I know for me personally, I mean, from from a sort of activism standpoint, that was when I came out of the closet is when I got arrested for filming cops. So um, wow. I think that that got a lot of traction, and that got a lot of traction actually with natives in a way where they were both empathetic and sympathetic because it was one of those issues where not everyone is going to understand why you should be free to walk around topless and smoke pot. That's a harder sell for some people, but everyone kind of goes, what? You can't film cops? For the most part, except for the trolls on the Freaking blog. Hey, Carla, <laughs> thanks for the the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you and look forward to seeing you and talking to you on the air in a few weeks live from the Liberty Forum. I'm sure you'll join us uh, in our little studio at that time, yes? Absolutely. Excellent. I look forward to More it. More coming up. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, You can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you're invited to take control of the airwaves on our toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That is 1-855-450-3733. 
joining you here tonight. It's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. All right, so 855-450-FREE. You can join us over on our website at uh, freetalklive.com, and you'll find that the features there are free. We've got news updates. You can get signed up. Uh, You can follow us via email, Twitter, or Facebook, whichever works best for you. It's all free at news.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins, they're the world's first free market, peer-to-peer, digital cash. They can be used anywhere in the world without needing permission from any government or corporation. They can't be counterfeited or inflated, and you can buy them with credit card or PayPal. Memory Dealers is proud to offer physical Bitcoins that you can hold in your hands. But they can also be transferred back into normal digital form at any time. They make great conversation starters and gifts. Be sure uh, be part of the currency that's transforming the world. Buy your bitcoins at MemoryDealers.com. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right. So 855-450-FREE. Again, that's the toll-free number here tonight. It is uh, yet again one of those primary days down in Florida. They're having themselves a vote. And according to DrudgeReport.com, Ron Paul is currently in fourth place. Languishing in Florida, it would appear. Four out of four. But this was predicted, right? Because yeah. Ron Paul, uh, first of all, Florida sucks. Uh, miss as good as a mile in Florida. Um, I mean, this is the reason we have cliches, Derek, is because sometimes they're true. Um, okay, so Mitt Romney currently is at 22.3%, or excuse me, with, with 22.3% of the state reporting, so almost a quarter of the state reporting. Uh, Mitt Romney is, has almost half of the votes in the closed Republican primary. That means only Republicans can vote in the Republican primary. That's the reason that I was registered as a Republican in Florida, so I could vote in a primary. Um, he has almost 50% of the votes. Newt Gingrich is at almost 30%. Newt Gingrich will get the same amount of delegates as Rick Perry, Michelle Bachman, Herman Cain, and Gary Johnson, who are all, you know, the bottom four who have dropped out, if the meaning numbers zero. stays, meaning zero. Do it's they, 50 they delegates. tell you where these uh, results are coming from? Like, the metropolitan areas haven't reported yet, right? This is mostly well, rural. Um, some metropolitan areas have reported some. Uh, Orlando's in, um, at least oh, partially okay. in. Um, Tampa's partially in. Uh, Dade is partially in. Duval County, which uh, houses uh, Jacksonville, which is basically all of Jacksonville. I'm just shocked that the numbers aren't more, you know, they aren't spread out uh, more evenly. If uh, Florida is as much of a red state as I heard it was. I would think there would be a variety of, you know, red uh, voters that would vote some of them for Ron Paul. But there some are, of them have. I mean, yeah. you know, the numbers the numbers 70%. aren't as good. Ron Paul didn't uh, campaign in the state, and campaigning matters. I see. Um, okay, true. He, he, campaigning does matter, but and, it is Florida, and to Florida tends to attract people from like New York State. And uh, New Jersey, who are very statist and want to go down there and retire. Basically. I think to some extent the dynamics of the closed primary and the winner take all matter too. People who vote in Florida, some of them know that. Well, you know, my it's it's winner take all, so I've got to vote for the winner. Whereas in the, some other states are saying, well, it's all I have to. I'm voting to give delegates to my candidate. You can't do that in Florida. You can only give delegates to the winner. So I think it, it has that I – mean, that's just my guess. I believe it, it affects that. So there's there's Ron Paul news out there uh, today worth talking about. We haven't talked about Ron in any significant extent over the last few days. 
So to give you an update on what's going on, well, where has Ron Paul been campaigning? According to the Christian Science Monitor, he's been spending time in Maine, and they're going to tell us why here in a moment. But I wanted to share with you an interesting little uh, side note. This you're not going to see in any of the the news media publications online because it was an industry publication that was sent to our email boxes, Mark. This comes from uh, radio-info.com. It's one of those industry uh, daily things that mm-hmm. they send out to uh, folks that are interested in that sort of thing. And usually it's not worth sharing on the air, but I thought this was. It's Ron Paul. It's an article about Ron Paul right at the top of, I think it was yesterday's uh industry list over mm-hmm. at uh, radio-info.com from states far away they're talking about volunteers for the ron paul campaign calling talk radio and <laughs> so it says here from states far away those volunteers called south carolina talk stations like clear channels wvoc 100.1 in columbia they've been calling florida stations ahead of today's primary vote they called stations in new hampshire says the wall street journal and it's all social media enabled grassroots enthusiasm talk radio needs and wants passionate callers But what's new is the ability of partisans 2,000 miles away to listen online and call to correct what they perceive as attacks on their candidate. The journal says a 23-year-old Ron Paul fan in South Carolina uses social media to urge like-minded fans to phone stations. Quote, this this is again his post on his Facebook page apparently, where the hosts tend to bash Ron Paul. We need to balance that out, unquote. Too much of a good thing is too much, though. WVOC's afternoon host Kevin Cohen says the volume of Ron Paul callers can, quote, leave a very bad taste in my mouth. (laughs) People are calling my radio show to give their opinion and it doesn't agree with me. (laughs) Yep. I mean, my God, what a bunch of namby-pamby little talk show hosts we have out there well i mean they can't exactly handle a ron paul caller right because ron paul callers are likely more likely than the average caller to be informed uh you know they're they're probably right and they're you know talking about liberty from a principled perspective which these hosts wouldn't know if it hit them upside the head right i'm not surprised to hear that there were so many callers for ron paul of course i have a bias but i feel like anyone who's paying attention gets um excited about ron paul and the ideas of liberty right he's so eloquent he motivates people to do something to spread liberty so of course people are acting and these talk show hosts don't know what liberty is all about they talk about liberty some of them do but they're just really talking about the liberty to control other people's lives and how they live uh because these guys don't want to hear they don't want to hear about ron paul they certainly don't want to hear from ron paul supporters and i just thought this was really a you know perfect example of how some of these talk show hosts are getting very frustrated by you know an outpouring of support for a candidate that they believe can't win that they don't want to hear about that uh, upsets them because they're not I, the typical I don't understand. Republican. I don't understand. I mean, people talk about the political process as though you're supposed to participate in it, and then when people do, I mean, the Ron Paul grassroots campaign is the deepest grassroots America has ever seen, and these sick true. fascists. I mean, the deepest by far, and these and these people they just can't handle it. It's like, no, no, you're a you're a you're 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 a Myrmidon, you're a Paul bot. 
I mean, they'll call whatever names in the world. They don't want to approach the issues. They don't want to talk about the issues. They just want to, uh, you know, hold, put somebody on hold and keep them on hold. I, I just don't understand. I'm really surprised that the, you know, mainstream media doesn't want more perspectives. I would think that a candidate like Ron Paul and his supporters would get the mainstream media excited for a new story because all these other politicians are just pumping through the same baloney. Well, I'm know, always where is the Democrats. support for these politicians is what I want to know. Why aren't people as excited about Mitt Romney, Newt Gingrich, or Ritz Santorum as they are about Ron Paul? Why is that? Why aren't this the same old, same old? This it's is exactly old the reason. I mean, you know, and the only reason that these three schmoes have any chance at all is because the media refuses to talk about Ron Paul. Mm. In a lot of ways, they they're, they're still shutting him out, but he's certainly getting more attention now than he's certainly, ever gotten he's in got, the past. Indeed, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, you know claim otherwise, but I'm just I, you know these these talk show hosts are just they're so lame. You know, on Free Talk Live, we enjoy callers that are not part of the choir. I like callers that are going to challenge a viewpoint, that are going to bring up a, a disagreement. Uh, I enjoy those calls. But then again, I don't have anything to fear from them because I know that as long as I stick to principle, uh, that, uh, you know, there's, it's, I'm not, You're it's not going to be a good pwned, conversation. You know? Right. Right. Uh, you know, These we're gonna, guys are going to get pwned on the air. Yeah. They're gonna, we're going to talk to them about, no, no, you're not small government. You yak, 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 yak about small government until it comes to time to talk about the military, at which point you, mm-hmm. I mean, the United States is sliding down the list of economic freedom. And it's, it's also because going down of the you list. people who want to blow other people up around the world. It's going down the like, list of press freedom as well. Really, mister? You don't think if somebody blew up your family, you might be ready to fight? Oh, no, that couldn't possibly be the reason that people want to kill us. Your call would be dumped already. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. So the talk show hosts are getting frustrated. The news media can't ignore him uh, like they used to be able to. And they're they're really upset by this. 855-450-FREE. Ron Paul is making a difference. And we'll tell you more about what he's been up to in Maine here in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. It's an interesting strategy. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. Our website is freetalklive.com. You can go there and get interactive in various different ways. We've got a lot of different options there for you to enjoy Free Talk Live and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. And we give it all away to you. Now, if you like that and you'd like to support Free Talk Live, you may shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through the links you'll find there at shop.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase price. Once again, that's shop.freetalklive.com. Basically, all you're doing is you're entering through our affiliate link. So it's just like the regular Amazon experience. You're just starting through our links. So therefore, Amazon knows to send us a cut of the sale. So once again, it's shop.freetalklive.com. Great way to get the stuff you're looking for in life and help Free Talk Live at the same time. Plus... 
you can visit Derek J's website. He's got his own blog. And where will that be found? Livefreeordance.com. Livefreeordance.com. What's some of the more recent stuff they're going to find there? Uh, some of the more recent stuff is my recent trips uh, to court. I've also posted a video where I was pulled over and the uh, cop was lying about the radar and I caught him on camera with that lie. You and uh, Luther were in that uh, that video, correct? That's right. Luther was filming. He was in the passenger seat. We were just on our way across the Shire to work on some jobs and we were held up at basically gunpoint without seeing the gun and he threatened uh luther as well for having a video camera at all and ordered him to stop or else he'd be arrested he also misquoted the law and said that we didn't know what we were talking about so in the video you'll see references to the actual law so that viewers can learn for themselves so what the truth is now luther didn't back down on uh the recording which i was proud of uh him for that uh, because he doesn't really, you know, get out and hold video cameras too often, so I wasn't sure how he was going to handle it. But he di- he stood stood firm, and that cop backed down. As we've seen recently, they've been trying this tactic, uh, not not in the Keene area. All of these instances have been happening in other places in New Hampshire. So you guys were in like the Manchester area when that happened. I had it happen to me out on uh, the interstate. Uh, in the somewhere by Concord, and then it also happened with a demo at the airport at the recent TSA protest, where cops will basically claim that, "Oh, you can't record me. I don't give you permission," and uh, they'll <laughs> right, and they'll say, oh, "But, but, but it, it, it's it's not right. You can't do that. It's illegal. It's a felony. I'm going to arrest you if you please don't go stop. right ahead. I'd love you to do that because the lawsuit is going to crush your department, and at they this, never do. At this point, the what is it? Second Circuit or First Circuit? I can't remember. First, I think. Yeah, First Circuit. First First uh, Circuit has ruled twice that you people don't have the right to not be recorded while as public officials working on public property during public time. You don't have it. You can go ahead and arrest me. Pretty please arrest me. (laughs) I'm just shocked that they still recite the old mantra where they say that you can video record, but you can't audio record. Now, I don't know about the listeners out there, but I've never seen or used a camera that you can just switch off the audio. Me You have to turn off the whole camera. Right. So basically what they're saying is, yeah, I'm going to arrest you if you keep filming this interaction. Of course they are. But thankfully they actually haven't arrested anyone. Well, I learned my Uh, lesson and locked the doors. Right. (laughs) Because <laughs> so you've sure had your door opened locked. twice in the last two months. That's right. Uh, by cops. So uh, you can go to livefreeordance.com. You'll see Derek's video there, but there's more videos of that same, uh, I guess, uh, theme, if you will, over at freekeen.com as well. So uh, 855-450-FREE. We continue with your calls about what you want. And then coming up, uh, we'll share an email from a Bureau of Motor Vehicles bureaucrat who was listening to the show the other night in Indianapolis. Uh, more coming up here first. Jeff is on the line in South Carolina. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Derek, Jay, and Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's on hey. your mind? Hey, um, you know how you have your shop.freetalklive um, system where you can purchase uh, through your site to Amazon? Correct. Well, yes. The state of South Carolina. The state of South Carolina and a few other states were pretty keen to pick up on that business model and have uh, and have chosen to uh, pick up sales tax for Amazon sales in, in several states, including South Carolina. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of that, but uh, so you're saying I, Amazon we, is now charging sales tax in some places? Better than that, um, I've received several emails, and so has my wife. And uh, I'm sure a bunch of other people, and it's been, there's some news articles out there from Charleston and Columbia. And uh, 
Amazon is sending emails out saying, you paid this much money, you, you know, you purchased this much from us in 2011, you may wish to take this to your income tax preparer. And uh, really, I'm not sure what sort of obligation I would have to pay on sales tax from last year, if you guys have heard anything about that. Is so, it if you make if you uh, buy a certain amount from them, like over six hundred dollars? I heard there being some uh, new federal law about reporting uh, your income if you're spending more than six hundred dollars at a single store in a year. Is that what they're claiming? No, it's it's saying it's specifically just sales tax. Uh, I mean, the email says you may owe South Carolina use you may owe South Carolina use tax on your purchases. To, you made from Amazon LLC during the previous calendar year. Use tax? tax? Is that what you said? You may owe South Carolina what kind of tax? Use. Uh, U-S-E tax. Use tax. Use tax. I don't know anything about South Carolina's laws or taxes. Huh. Have you ever heard of a use tax before? Uh, I do not, but uh, it says it's the amount of tax you may owe is based on the total sales price of the items you purchased. The previous calendar. It sounds crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I mean, are yeah. you sure it's an Amazon email? Have, has there sounds... been anyone else oh, yeah. sending... It's... Okay. Yes, it, it, it's totally legit. My wife has received them. There's news articles from uh, from Charleston Papers, Charleston uh, uh, TV, sh- okay. TV News. So I have uh, go- I have Googled SCU's tax, and uh, here it is from sctax.org. This is the sales tax and use tax page. They talk about the sales tax, which is apparently uh, 6%, and then counties may impose an additional 1% in South Carolina. And then in addition to that, there's also the so-called use tax, and they describe it as thus. Uh, purchase of tangible goods for use in South Carolina, on which no South use. Carolina sales tax and use tax has been paid, are subject to the use tax. Examples include catalog purchases, goods bought online over the Internet, or furniture purchased out of state and delivered in South Carolina, on which no or or sufficient South Carolina tax was paid. So basically, it's their way of taxing sales that they don't have necessarily jurisdiction over their attempt at uh, taxing those things and it's likely a completely voluntary tax that you would have to inform them about oh yeah i also bought a thousand dollars worth of stuff from amazon here's your 70 bucks or whatever it is that uh, you know they're they're gonna do there so essentially yeah, I, does that make sense yeah yeah that's what i figured because it, it in the email it does state this is the amount you may include in your South Carolina income tax return. Wow, an actually voluntary tax. <laughs> well, it's probably illegal. But uh, it's, it's backed up by threats. I mean, right. you know, like the, the, there's the fear <laughs> of what's going to happen if you don't do it. Right. I personally would uh, wait until I was sent some bill by uh, South mm-hmm. Carolina before I ever got in, in any kind of upset over this. Right. Amazon isn't obligated to send South Carolina any information about you. I'm no le- legal expert, but that's my understanding of, uh, of you know Amazon's position since they're not operating in South carolina necessarily they don't keep those records they're not sending like a 1099 or whatever to south carolina so they're just suggesting to you hey you may want to send this there we've got to tell you this because we're just trying to put up a front as though we're working with states on their sales tax but uh, 
Yeah, yeah, but Amazon doesn't benefit from that, so they they would have no interest in collecting money for another agency. Right, they're not collecting it. They're right. just you know doing what they're told, and they're just kind of informing you about this tax and its existence. Should you wish to go and pay it, I'm sure South Carolina would appreciate you sending more money to them. Yes, yeah, so, send, um, send checks to, to to us here in uh, in Columbia. We love it. Yeah. So <laughs> so there you go. Anything uh, else on your I, mind I tonight? Uh, my guess is that nobody in uh, New Hampshire got any of these emails. They really wouldn't. There isn't no. a tax uh, that's applicable in New no, Hampshire. No sales, no sales tax, tax here. In New exactly. At least yeah. not on that. You can, <laughs> you will pay a meals tax in New Hampshire. So if you go out Prepared to eat, meals, yeah. uh, you will, you, there is a tax there, and it's fairly hefty. Thank you, Jeff, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. I think it's 9% yeah. here. And that, is, that is crazy. It is I mean, crazy. Even, even at home. Even Massachusetts has a lower meals tax than uh, than New Hampshire. But why should people have to eat at home, Mark? I think reason, it's nice to go out to restaurants. The reason that they Me do too. it that way is is uh, the hope to be able to tax tourists. And New Hampshire has a certain level of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they have a higher sort of uh, hotel tax and meals tax. It than needs to things. end. I, I'm against all away. forms of taxes. Don't they want more tourists? Isn't that just discouraging? <laughs> right. <laughs> One eight five five four fifty three. They could they could end the meals tax and still make all kinds of money off the tourists through their uh, their liquor monopoly that they have, which also needs to go away. Eight five five four fifty three. These are some of the challenges we have here in New Hampshire. It is not the free state as many people. How come how come Ron Paul didn't win there? It's not the free state. Well, no duh. It's a free state project. There's a lot of work to be done. More coming up here. 855-453. You can take control of the airwaves, but at least we don't have a use tax in New Hampshire. At least not that I know of. More coming up here. Uh, hour two's next. 855-453. You take control. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. It's Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can bring up anything you want at 855-453-1855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And joining you here in the studio, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. 1-855-453. Join us over at freetalklive.com. Get interactive in various different ways. You can actually create the content of the site. You find something online that you think is pretty interesting. You can go and post it to freetalklive.com. Other listeners can then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what it is that you've posted, and the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website, freetalklive.com. So last uh, last night, we talked to quite a bit of an extent in our second hour of the program about Indianapolis and what's happening there as a result of the Super Bowl coming to town for the weekend. Uh, according to some news reports, there are over a thousand police officers that are going to be in town uh, to enforce the law. And so we asked the question last night, you know, what's it like on the ground there in Indy? Because we're on in Indy every single night of the week. 
uh, thanks to WXNT. And we got a bunch of calls, different people with different uh, positions. Uh, one guy was uh, telling us that it looks fine, everything's cool, everyone's having a good time. They're at their an NFL experience, kicking footballs and getting on zip lines and you know meeting cheerleaders or whatever else it is that happens at the uh, NFL experience. And they certainly got lucky with the weather. No a, doubt about that. A thousand police, though? I mean, at what point do people say, that's a little too much? Well, right. And this guy said that he didn't notice any of those cops, that they're not. That it didn't seem like that they were around, although... Were oh, they all on rooftops? Like, what were they doing? Well, I don't know. Maybe they're ramping it up. Maybe they're not all out and about right now. Maybe it's going to come a little bit closer toward the weekend before you'll start to see more of them on the streets. Uh, there was a photo of a, of a cop carrying a machine gun. Uh, so it looked kind of police state-like from the photo that was taken, but this guy said, no, nah, nothing's really going on. But another dude called, and he pointed out uh, that you know that basically there's a lot of taxpayer subsidization going on of oh, yeah. uh, certain services. Like he gave an example, apparently surrounding counties are busing people in at taxpayer cost. And someone wrote in, uh, sent an email actually to uh, to me, and it's Dennis who is the Deputy Commissioner of External Affairs of the Indiana Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Oh, my. And he says, Ian, I am a member of the Super Bowl Communications Committee and was listening to your show last night when a caller was complaining about Indiana tax dollars being used for all the shuttle buses bringing people from the suburban communities to the Super Bowl activities. I just wanted to clarify that the shuttles were being funded by sponsorships sponsorships or by innkeeper taxes collected from visitors staying in hotels motels in those communities there may be an isolated instance where some local tax dollars are subsidizing but i cannot confirm that fact if you have questions he then forwards me to another government uh, bureaucrat for more information so is he making the argument that the people they're bussing in have really already paid for the service in the form of taxes when they stay at a hotel no, no. Uh, well, uh, yeah, they have in. The, there's, there's some tax dollars going in for the the hotel broom tax. He's saying and it's then, the tourists that are pay, that are paying sponsors. This. Right, the sponsors and tourists are, are oh, paying okay. for that. So okay. I appreciate the clarification. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think they get better and better as time goes by and getting uh, the corporate sponsors to pay for these things. But I, I think that it really frustrates people when they have to deal with i mean essentially downtown indy is shut down locked down no uh, right now there's no there's no, no business going on unless it's super bowl already business. when's so, the super bowl ne- this sunday now oh. somebody actually told us that if you want to run your business during this in downtown or uh, downtown indianapolis and now this is an interesting claim the claim was that the government people are going to charge you 180 dollars a day for so-called security Oh, yeah, that's the thing. See, I don't follow the Super Bowl, not into football, go figure, but the security of it does interest me, and that's something I hear about every year is that the Super Bowl security gets ramped up even more and more. What what are these pat-downs and searches like? I mean, if It's literally the, the Department TSA, of Homeland Security doing this. It's That's remarkable. Are they carrying machine guns and stuff, too? Like, are they, That <laughs> was what the photo showed, but one of the guys that called the other day said he didn't see any machine guns. However, they do have the ominous uh, police towers that are... Are scattered about throughout downtown, from what I understand. Gosh, so it doesn't seem like a very friendly place to spend time or bring your family. Well, well if, if you don't see the people walking around with machine guns and they're just in these blacked out towers, um, you know, and the blacked out towers are, uh, you know, decorative or modern enough uh, looking, then I don't think people are going to think that much about it. God, 
it's like the whole city's a jail then. I mean, you've got the Panopticon up there. With the <laughs> it's it's creepy to, to me. But then again, we're of that particular mindset, and other people may not uh, may not really think about those things. So we'll hear more well, over the time. My wife, uh, when we went to New York City, and we saw some guys walking, or look, stormtroopers of death walking around with the you know their their sunglasses on, so you cannot see their eyes, and therefore cannot connect with them. Uh, you know the the helmet that appears to be made to look like the German World War II helmet, uh, and you know the strapped on MP5, the blacked out police clothing, and I mean black is an ominous color. There's a reason that they use it for these uniforms. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. there's a reason Darth Vader is black. If Darth Vader was teal, he wouldn't have been as scary. Okay? <laughs> Are you saying that your wife didn't really much appreciate? The no, the she thought gun? it was. She was. She thought wow, that's bizarre. She couldn't believe it. So well, we'll probably hear more about Indy as uh, the weeks uh, the week continues on here. I expect you'll see more of the police state as the Super Bowl approaches and more people from outside of Indy are coming in. They're expecting over 150,000 uh, people to come into the city for the weekend. Let's go to Michael in Florida. You can bring up whatever you want. Also, uh, more on the way about Ron Paul and Derek uh, Jay will be telling us about Ron Paul's opinions on secession, which apparently have recently come out again in this particular campaign. Uh, let's go to Michael, though, first. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Hi. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, well, first of all, I'm glad I'm calling on Tuesday night because one of my favorite co-guest hosts is on, Derek J. Oh, hey, thanks, I'm- Michael. Okay. Um, Derek J., I want to say I, I read your blog on uh, Live for Your Dance. Uh, com. I'm a gay man myself, 40 years old, and I am so glad there's some gay men out there like you. I wish there were more gay men out there like you. You're, hopefully you're going to be the president for the new generation of, of the GLBT community. Hey, well, that's very kind of you to say. You say uh, you're a gay man living outside of the Shire. Are you uh, thinking of joining the Shire Society and making your way over to the great state of New Hampshire? Well, uh, I kind of uh, would like if we could. Uh, that kind of goes into the question I had, or kind okay. of the topic I wanted to bring up. Uh, you see, the thing is, uh, I am living in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, where we just had the primary, as you know, and Romney mm. kind of squashed all the competition. We're so excited about that, you know? Yeah, really. Mm. So... I wanted to bring up something about the topic of turning disadvantage into advantage. Hmm. Now, as a gay man, I'm also HIV positive. Mm. Sorry to hear that. So if I were, you know, I'm kind of stuck with the kind of situation where my work, thank goodness, covers my insurance coverage, which helps me pay for my uh, medication. Thank goodness. Which means, yeah. Which means that, you know, if I were to leave, you know, I'd lose my coverage, i lose my medication, I could get really sick. They've got you locked in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is what happens to a lot of people who, it's because of this government-mandated uh, coverage thing where if uh, these businesses, they have to offer this insurance coverage to people, which basically makes it so they become their kind of surf employee over time. They're almost, you know, indentured servant to some extent because you can't. You know, you don't. You're not allowed to have your own insurance plan outside of work. You have to have the work insurance plan, and so therefore you're stuck in whatever job it is that you're stuck in. And unless you happen to find another job that is willing to provide you with the same benefits, 
these people that are employing you know that you can't go anywhere. And to some extent, that means that they can take advantage of you. Now, I'm not saying that's happening in your case, but you're giving an example of how it is that that situation is keeping you physically locked down from uh, from leaving a, a fairly undesirable place that is Florida uh, to to be. Right. I mean, and you and uh, Mark would know because you're both from Florida, right? That's right, from the Sarasota Bradenton area. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of know what I'm talking about, but. I guess with the with the topic of you know turning disadvantage of advantage. Now, I know three of you came up to New Hampshire for the Free State Project, and you know, chances are you either you know use the airports or took the highways to get to uh, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And all of these were pretty much paid by tax dollars, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, this kind of goes into. Uh, what uh, got passed, I think it was last year, with the the Health Act, whatever they call it. I know it's some people call it Obamacare. Tell you what, collect I'm your not- thoughts. We're going to come back in a moment. Get the rest from you here in a moment with Michael in Florida. 855-450-FREE-FREE-TALK. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Take control of these airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. Listening options are available for you, and they're free. We've got broadband, midband, and narrowband streams all there for you different uh, levels of bandwidth for your connection whatever works best for you it's all free listen.freetalklive.com you can listen that way and those streams are available around the clock 24 7 the latest episode of free talk live is always airing there in addition to that you can learn about our over 100 great radio stations that air this program throughout the week at various different times plus our satellite listening options including xm satellite radio and our free to air ku band channel the webcam as well as the listen lines that allow you to call uh, from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to the show that way so plenty of different ways to get free talk live in your ears go to listen.freetalklive.com SACL cai it's a company that handles accounts receivable they can do it for your company if you uh you know you're stumped by the vexing task of collections SACL cai can handle it for you they're uh, trained in resolving their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customer treating them with respect the principal over there jason osborne runs a, a different sort of a, uh, a collections company it's SACL cai go check out their their banner at freetalklive.com it's the top one on the right hand side of the page it will lead you to their new website SACL cai Let's continue here uh, and go to Michael in Florida. He was with us uh, trying to get to, uh, I guess, a question or issue. Uh, can you recap briefly where you're coming from, Michael? Oh, sure. Now, something to be on mind about the concept of uh, turning disadvantage into advantage. Now, I would have to presume that those uh, three who came up from the, for the Free State Project either came using the federal highway system or, mm-hmm. you know, came by plane. 
But basically, the means by which you came involved, you know, using federal tax dollars. Okay. How do the planes, it's, just out of curiosity, how do the planes use federal tax dollars? Uh, okay, well, Gas. that market is kind of, uh, I hate to say it, an, a, a presumption, because you came by plane, you probably came from an airport, yep. the airport was most likely built by tax dollars, not to say that, you no, know, maybe somebody might have flown from a private airport, you know? Yeah, but it's being run but, on fees through, through, the air, uh, through the ticket sales and stuff like that at that point. But There's lots of taxes yeah. on those tickets. Yes, they are, but those taxes go to, to largely to fund the operations at those airports. It's, is that it's, the disadvantage? It's, to some extent, it's a fee. Right. It's it's a monopolistic fee, but it's not the same as uh, playing games but, and calling taxes right. fees is what governments do. Mark, I, uh, clearly, I'm not making myself understood. It seems pretty clear to me that if you fly out of an airport, you're giving money to a government. Yes, but you're not using anything that wasn't yours. Um, You know, I mean, you've already paid Uh, everything that's fair when you pay for the ticket. Used the airport. The you're you've paid the fees in the form of taxes. And you're paying the fees for the gas. You're paying gas fees too. He's just he's just saying that you used government stuff to get there. Okay, you're correct. Yeah, I guess the uh, in summary. The I guess what they call the infrastructure, which is paid by my federal tax dollars. Right. Uh, this kind of leads into the issue that I kind of brought up when Derek mentioned about the uh, coming up to New Hampshire to be part of the Shire Siding, the Free State Project. Mm-hmm. Is you know because of health, I the last thing I want to do is come up there and be a burden. Sure. You know, sure. I want to make sure that my financial institu- uh, situation is okay. Uh, last thing I want uh, my partner and myself to do is to come up with the Free State Project, but then have to depend on the state of New Hampshire's, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but their welfare system, whatever, to mm-hmm. you know help us out. So it goes into the uh, matter of uh, the Health Reform Act, the one provision where uh, the health insurance companies could not deny a person because of pre-existing conditions. Uh, I kind of want to get your take on that because in I, this is just my thinking right now. Maybe you can influence me in a different way. But the way I see it is if for a time, if some of those who may have thought about the pre-state project and may not be able to do so because of pre-existing condition, can't get health insurance, it might encourage encourage them to come up there. But then after that, they come up, they can maybe work towards something different to help people get uh, the kind of uh, the kind of health coverage that they might need so that you know maybe they can in turn get that very thing to help them get up there get that turned around I don't know uh, if so I'm quite following. Are you are you talking about a sort of an agorist healthcare uh, you know universal healthcare system uh, well agorist right something where uh, you know, others could like insurance was intended because I took I was an insurance agent. I I took classes in uh, life and healthcare uh, in the state of Illinois, so I was licensed up there. You know, something where you know the the risk could be spread out, and not only that, but for those who may require life saving uh, medications, like those who may have HIV or. Uh, any other life-threatening conditions wouldn't have to pay through the nose to get this. Like, like for example, I 
I had my health insurance uh, change over my prescription plan. They ran up my my prescription at uh, one of the pharmacies. And they didn't have the information right. They came up like two thousand dollars. So, they got it well, straightened out, don't worry. It sounds like it was government involvement that caused a lot of these problems. And I hear what you're saying about the clause in the health insurance legislation, you know, of not allowing companies uh, to turn someone away for having a pre-existing condition. But it seems to mm-hmm. me like that's a short-term fix for a government-caused problem. Yeah, the, co- the government-caused yeah. problem in this case is the regulation of insurance. Uh, I've looked into buying health insurance and was shocked at how few uh, choices there are out there. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. there were basically two choices for me in New Hampshire. And, uh, I mean, maybe there were some smaller companies, but they weren't really obvious. It wasn't really easy to, f- to find those options. And basically what happens is the government regulates these companies out of business. Or, worst case scenario, in Massachusetts, for instance, they, you know, they force... <laughs> They force everybody to become a client of these companies, and the com- companies are even less uh, interested in earning their Customer business service, right? because they're forced to uh, to have these clients. And so, essentially, by regulating the marketplace, they create a not quite a monopoly, but what an oligopoly, perhaps we'll call it, uh, where it's a, a select group of businesses that are allowed to operate, very heavily regulated structure. And so, then they come down with these other rules on top of that. If we actually had a, a free market in healthcare, we'd have more mutual aid societies. Uh, we'd have people coming together on a voluntary basis and helping each other, like the Shriners, for instance, or other uh, other charities. Uh, but unfortunately, we don't have that now, and it would, sure would be great to build more of those things. But I think we're going to mm-hmm. need more people here before you start to see options like that. Yeah, I think that I think yeah. with with just getting to a thousand people today um, for the the Free State Project, that it's 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 a good idea. A thousand people in New Hampshire, in, in New Hampshire, um, yeah. over eleven thousand are signed. It's just too early. Is yeah, what I think. Hey, Michael, keep an eye on things. Appreciate you being out there, and thanks for the call tonight at eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Although right now, it's my understanding that New Hampshire has won some sort of a award or was selected as the most healthy state. Healthiest state. So, you know, that's a good starting point, I suppose. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And imagine how much better it will be once we finally break from uh, break away from the union and secede. We'll be even healthier in New Hampshire. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number is 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there. So enjoy freetalklive.com features, including the bulletin board system. You can go and get show notes there as well as interact with other Free Talk Live listeners at bbs.freetalklive.com. There's a step forward in cigarette technology. It's called the e-cigarette, and it's significantly a significantly better way to get the nicotine in your system. Yeah, this is not a step forward, Mark. This is a leap. It's a leap? Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so um, the e-cigarette is... 
22,000 times healthier than a regular cigarette. It doesn't contain all the carcinogens that the big tobacco companies put into the cigarettes. It's just, it's just nicotine in a food-based, uh, you know, solvent that you, you know, chemical that you, uh, you know, that, that's uh, vaporized and, and you inhale into your lungs. Um, it has a lot of great flavors. So no more of the just sort of mud-flavored cigarettes out there, you, and, you know, but they do have cigarette flavors, uh, Turkish reds, classics, menthol, cloves. They also have uh, great tasting flavors. Maybe this uh, only appeals to, to folks like uh, like me who've uh, quit long ago. But cherry, vanilla, strawberry. Um, there's their vaporizer is significantly better than most of the e-cigarettes out there. Uh, it's got a booster in it, uh, which allows you to get a nice big pull off of the uh, the e-cigarette. Um, they've got fast shippings. So you'll have it in your hands uh, very quickly. All you have to do is go to vaporsmiths.com, purchase forty cartomizers, and they'll give you this e-cigarette, actually two of them plus a charger, for free. With free shipping, just purchase the 40 cartomizers. Those, each cartomizer has about as much nicotine as a pack of cigarettes, and it costs 70 bucks. and you'll get the, the, the free kit, the free shipping, vaporsmiths.com, coupon code FTL, or you can call 855-2-GET-VAPOR, vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR, coupon code FTL. All right. Uh, so our phone number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. Ron Paul, uh, the results from Florida aside, he's got a plan. And I also want to talk about Ron Paul and secession on the way here. But I mentioned to you that uh, Ron Paul has been campaigning in Maine instead of Florida. And some people uh, some people might be wondering why. Well, right. The race is in Florida. Actually, it's uh, just about over now. Um, the, the voting's over, but uh, the tallies are still coming in. The you know Why in the world would you have been spending the last week in Maine? Because Ron Paul's campaign... Eh, they're pretty smart people, yeah, they, I guess. They figured, they figured this out, and I'm very impressed with their campaign this year. I had a lot of critiques in 2008, but um, I'm very impressed with the way they've they've done things. The fact is, Florida's a winner-take-all state. Newt Gingrich got 31.6% of the vote, and he's going to get the same amount of uh, delegates as Ron Paul's Zero. Zero. From Florida. From Florida. However, what will happen in Maine? And the reason why? Well, Ron Paul's been campaigning there, and according to the Christian Science Monitor, he's likely to win more delegates to the 2012 GOP convention than either Newt Gingrich or Rick Santorum. Right, so this this week, Ron Paul comes in second in delegates, right? He's likely to win more delegates than Gingrich and Santorum combined. Hold it, you're saying. How can that be? Well, Paul's polling in single digits in Florida. He's going to finish behind Gingrich and Santorum, as well as Romney, in the primary today in Florida. So how can that translate into beating any of his rivals at all? Well, that's because he's not winning those delegates in Florida. He's winning, or will probably win, at least a few of them in Maine. Paul took a quick two-day swing through Maine over the weekend. By the way, from what I understand, a bunch of uh, New Hampshire liberty activists also took mm-hmm. a uh, swing yeah. over to Maine. Whenever Ron Paul goes any place, these places are packed. When these other candidates go, they're they're talking to crowds of uh, you know twenty four, twelve people. I mean, it's you know the tiny little little uh, bits. But the news will show these things. They'll t- they'll show these people in a, in a room, but they don't show Ron Paul in a packed mm-hmm. uh, conference center. It's just amazing to me. He spoke to big crowds throughout the state. Met with the, uh, the governor of uh, Maine, and apparently event organizers had to expand his conference room to handle the people that showed up to it. He uh, landed a coveted L.L. Bean endorsement by the heiress of the L.L. Bean oh, wow. Empire. Awesome. Uh, and uh, also, apparently, she endorsed Paul from her restaurant and the retail outlet Mecca of Freeport. Great name for a city. Asked why she wasn't supporting fellow New Englander Mitt Romney, Ms. Bean said, I've always been for Ron Paul. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I added that part. Uh, as we were previously reported, unnoticed by most of the D.C.-based political establishment, the main caucuses. By the way, uh, speaking of Ron Paul endorsements, Snoop Dogg apparently now on the list of Ron Paul uh, <laughs> endorsements. I'm sure that matters to somebody. Now, how did, how I don't did he make that announcement? Cause I yeah, see. this one's kind of questionable. He uh, he didn't make an announcement from what I understand. He just posted a Ron Paul picture of smoke weed every day imposed over Ron. Like, There's like a meme online of Ron Paul, photo of Ron Paul, smoke weed every day, and then Snoop Dogg apparently wrote something else on the bottom of it. I, so it's being passed off as uh, as an endorsement from from Snoop Dogg. That that sounds like an, a ringing endorsement, and I would think if uh, Snoop Dogg were going to pick a team or a corner to hide in, I think but Ron think Paul's a racist. Snoop <laughs> Dogg supporting Ron Paul's a racist. It's funny exactly. that you bring that up, Mark, because one of the news articles that I was reading about Snoop Dogg's endorsement like three paragraphs in says something like but it's it's not known whether snoop dogg is aware that ron paul has racist newsletters and really just every chance they get they're throwing <laughs> the only that thing they've got paul. Um, you know it's it's amazing it's the only thing they've got nobody mentions the old picture of ron paul with uh, mlk jr i mean why in the world would would uh, ron paul be in a room with uh, martin luther king jr if he was a bigot right so uh going on here with ron paul Smiling. in maine uh so as previously reported in the Concord, excuse me, not Concord, the Christian Science Monitor, unnoticed by most of the D.C.-based political establishment, the Maine caucuses actually began this past weekend. So Paul wasn't in Maine just because he likes riding around in salt-crusted Subarus. Most Maine towns will hold their caucuses during the state's GOP's preferred window of February 4th through the 11th. But most doesn't mean all. Several towns in Maine held their joint caucus on Saturday. And uh, one of their to uh, one of the towns was on Sunday, and so forth. Each main caucus is holding a presidential preference straw poll, the statewide results of which will be announced February 11th. Now, this poll is non-binding, but each caucus is also starting the process of selecting delegates to the state and national GOP conventions. The Paul campaign is making a big push to get its people involved in politics at this level. It's highly likely that some Paul supporters won delegate slots over this weekend. Oh, sure. News reports indicated that the Paul crowd was making a big pitch at some of the caucus sites. Paul himself said on Sunday during an appearance on CNN that after spending two days plus up in Maine, I was very encouraged, he said. Asked whether he was going to win Maine's caucuses, he told the interviewer, Well, we did pretty we did pretty well three years ago in Maine, and we weren't nearly as well organized. And Romney's been popular up there, but less so right now. So I would say that we have a very good chance. Now, Maine, I, you know, to them, it's all about the win, 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 win. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Ron Paul's doing this right. He's getting the delegates. And that's what it really amounts to. I know about the delegates, though, uh, this article is saying that the caucuses are happening on different days in different towns. Is that right? Or it's correct. And Most that of them selects will... delegates. So d- does that mean no, that he the... can get delegates before the primary? Well, there's yes. no primary. Uh, Well, Maine's a caucus state, so what they're having is what they call a straw poll, so people go and they vote, but no one's bound to become a delegate out of the poll. Essentially, the people who will become delegates are the people who are the most active in Maine. Right. Right. I mean, so, I, don't, I don't know. Like if, the people uh, is going Maine, uh, is Maine not they're not bound to vote uh, for the candidate uh, that wins. It says the poll is non-binding. Oh, my. 
Hmm. So the people that are the most active in the Republican Party in Maine are most likely to become delegates. If I'm misunderstanding this... Well, that's not necessarily true. Just the piece of people that are most willing. You could just walk in there on that day and I say, mean. I'm willing to be a uh, delegate. That's what I mean, active in this whole process of selecting delegates. But there's okay. still a set number of delegates that Correct. there can be for a state. Only 24 in Maine. So okay. according to the story here, Florida has 50, which is almost twice as many. Yes, despite, Florida's huge. Despite the fact that it's been penalized by the GOP for advancing its primary... Whoever but, wins Florida is going to more than double their delegate count uh, this time. And Mitt, Mitt, Mitt Romney, uh, who won Flo- basically has won Florida. I mean, you were, we're not done here, but it would be it would take an act of God at this point. Um, it was you know he's du- doubling his de- more than doubling his delegate count. But Florida is winner take all, and that means if Gingrich and Santorum finish behind Romney as they are doing in Florida, as polls currently indicate they will, neither of them will win any delegates. In Florida. Mm. So Paul only had to score one more delegate in Maine this weekend to outperform them convention-wise. There's more about Ron Paul, what he's up to. Plus, he's come out and spoke about secession as well. We'll talk about secession. You can also bring up anything. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have for you there. Again, freetalklive.com here tonight. It's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. All right. So, um, by the way, those features on our website, they're all free. But if you'd like to support Free Talk Live, you may do so by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And you can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website and send in 3 bucks a month. It's automatically deducted, so it's really easy. You just sign up, and then that's that. Uh, you get perks, of course, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum and podcast, and more. You can learn more about those over at amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up as well. We'll uh, use that money invested in Free Talk Live, get on more radio stations, and bring more listeners to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. Great way to get behind this program for Price of a cup of coffee. Amp.freetalklive.com. Ron Paul campaigning in Maine instead of Florida because, well, he has a chance to win delegates in Maine. I mean, everybody, it's pretty clear that Ron Paul's not going to win in Florida. And so, therefore, that means he'll get. Florida's done. He'll Um, get zero. He'll get zero. Almost 75% of the votes in, and Mitt Romney is at uh, 46.8%. Newt Gingrich is behind him, like 15 15 points. Right, but all the uh, candidates except for Mitt pretty much got zero delegates as well. Isn't that the case? That's correct. Everybody besides Mitt. That seems like a really smart strategy to me. He's at least going to.
going to pick up more than zero. Yeah, and it would be smart for the media to talk about this. Hey, you know, this is a this is a uh, an election about delegates, not about uh, votes. Um, so you know, we're going to follow that. But no, they don't. They they you know, to them, it's a horse race. It's and a popularity they, contest. Yeah. And uh, according to the story over at the. Christian Science Monitor, they're kind of running down the Ron Paul strategy to basically campaign in Maine, where last this past weekend they actually had some early caucuses, and they will have more caucuses between, I think it's the 4th and the 11th. So Maine's still, still it's all happening now in Maine, and, uh, and Ron Paul's campaign's been pretty heavily focused there, and so already it's likely that he's got some delegates locked down there. Uh, and it's not a winner-take-all thing, because there... It's uh, the people that are getting involved, basically, that are the ones that will become the delegates. And of course, the Ron Paul people are more involved. They're they're more, you know, they got more stick-to-tiveness, if you will, uh, than the the rest of the candidates' supporters. Absolutely, they've got the dedication. And even the even the other candidates acknowledge this. I oh, mean, yeah. you, you got like They'd Mitt be Romney, not to right? Mitt Romney on uh, you know during one of the debates was basically saying these Ron Paul guys are everywhere. You can't I, avoid them. Right. Even Hillary Clinton, after she became the Secretary of State, uh, made a comment to. Ron Paul to that effect, saying that when she was campaigning, the most uh, excited and outrageous supporters that she would see were always the Ron Paul Ron people. Paul. You, know, I, I, you know, I'm not making a suggestion here or wishing or anything like that, but I do wonder to myself, now's the time when people are campaigning to be like vice president and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, I mean, does Santorum really think he's going to be the president of the United States? Really? Is he just holding on in order to be Mitt Rom- or Newt Gingrich's uh, vice? I mean, I don't know. But wouldn't Mitt Romney be best served in uh, parlaying with the Ron Paul campaign and saying, hey, I'll make you secretary of the Treasury and you'll be able to do whatever you want. Just get your support by, behind me. Can you imagine the Mitt Romney campaign with the Ron Paul supporters running well, rapidly? Well, I would hope Ron Paul would say no to that because Ron- just, I'm not saying I wish. I'm just saying, wouldn't it, you know, why wouldn't they do that? Why would you? Well, they, why would they you probably say know Ron Paul's going to say no. I mean, okay, I don't know that they Ron know Paul's anything. principled, and when asked if he would support any of these other candidates, he's usually very nice about saying no. He'll he'll usually say, "Well, if they come my direction on foreign policy, then I'll consider right. it," or something like that, which he knows they'll never do. And so, but I mean, he'd be part of the cabinet. Then that would make him uh, certainly, you know, and have. I don't think Ron Paul's okay, so look, seeking wait power. A sec- like wait a that. second, um, Secretary. It's not about power. It's about uh, being able to do something that's just. If you're Secretary of the Treasury, you can return the United States to a gold standard. I assume Ron. You Paul think wants one to... man can do something like that? I, I no. Yeah, I think I think yeah, one man could do something I like don't that. Believe it. But if if that could be done, then the wars can't be fought, and you know as well as I that that is true. Well, so I'm, why are you even? Why why is this fantasy even coming out of your I'm, mouth? I mean, it's, it's not just, a fantasy. I'm saying why doesn't the the Romney campaign parlay with the? Uh, well, the why Paul would campaign? they want to do that? Because they support the Federal Reserve. They support yeah, they because be they could get the Ron Paul people. Yeah, Mitt, Mitt they, Romney's. They uh, think they could get the Ron Paul people. I I don't think so at all. Mitt Romney's campaign is not. Uh, you wouldn't even need. You'd only need half of them. They're so uh, rabid, such rabid supporters. The Mitt Romney campaign's uh, is not assured a win at this point. But Why the, would anyone the get excited? Supporters about you're talking whatever. about are excited because of principles, not, right? Not because it's some guy. Or they like his suit. They're they're excited about the ideas he stands for. Right? Why would Why would any of them get excited about a promise from a politician? I, Mitt Romney, promise I'll give Ron Paul of the secretary of whatever seat. No, you know he gets elected and then he just like screw you, Ron. I would think that that would be the the biggest concern that I would have. Yeah. 
Uh, so, With I mean, any ho- politician. Hopefully, Ron Paul's supporters aren't big enough dupes uh, to fall for some sort of a political ploy like that. Uh, 855-450-FREE. So, Ron Paul, again, is going to rack up some delegates in Maine, and that's why he hasn't been spending time down in Florida. So I wanted to just make that clear as we go to the phones and to the fun. Let's talk to Larry in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Larry, you're on with Ian, Derek, Jay, and Mark. Hey, how you doing? Larry, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I was just talking, uh, thinking about the cops. If we didn't have them down there at the Super Bowl, you know, we, we got a Black Expo here, and we always got a shooting downtown. And now we got the um, Super Bowl here. Who's going to protect us against the M13? We got spray, spray uh, uh, graffiti all over the place. What is M13? I, where you live at? Mexican you gang. You have all that problem. No, I, I I certainly don't. Mexican thirteen is M uh, thirteen is, is isn't that the Mexican gang? M thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, you're asking, you're saying the cops are going to be focusing in the, the Super Bowl area, so you're concerned that they won't be able to protect your neighborhood? No, if they wasn't here, they would be down there protecting us. The M thirteen on the east side of town here, we've always got shootings every morning, and ex black expo. We always got people getting killed and shot and everything else. Who's going to protect us if we don't have a thousand cops down there helping us out? Is this sarcasm? I'm a, I'm a little con- I'm I'm confused by your call. One more time, can you re- recap what you're saying? Okay, Super Bowl's here, right? Yes. Okay, and we want to go downtown and participate in the Super Bowl and uh, go down to restaurants and everything. Yeah. Now. If we don't have a thousand cops down there protecting my billfold, M13 is going to come down and take my billfold away from Oh, you're me. saying that thank goodness the cops are there in the Super Bowl area because otherwise it would be overrun by a Mexican gang who's going to rob and uh, rape and pillage. Not a Mexican gang, any gang. So you don't believe that people can defend themselves. Isn't Indianapolis, you know, or Indiana a, uh, you know, relatively gun-friendly place? Can't you carry a weapon to defend yourself in Indiana? Thank thank God for Mitch Daniels. Yes, sir, it is. So why do you feel like you need the police to keep you safe? Wouldn't each individual be responsible for their own safety? Yeah. If that don't always happen. These gangs... It can happen for you. Well, I don't want a thousand cops around, thanks very much. I've been to to big events before, and uh, I felt fine without having the police around. I didn't feel as though I was being threatened by anyone necessarily. Uh, And I trust that other people are around, and they're armed, and and are willing to protect themselves too. And I think that's why you don't see gangs descending on areas. Because right now, if a gang wanted to descend on a neighborhood, uh, there's no cops around. I mean, they're, they're usually not where the criminals are so the cops would have to respond to a call which we we know can take some time and in the meantime people might might die or get you know hurt in some way so people defend themselves and that's what prevents criminals from attacking them the criminals afraid of the individual not necessarily the police coming along they're afraid of what that individual is going to do whether it's pull a gun or pepper spray or some sort of uh you know karate move or something like that that's what the criminals afraid of are you serious? Yeah. See- Talk to some criminals. Don't you see graffiti around here? Uh, this this here is 10 on 1. I pull my pistol out, and I, and I only got five bullets in there, see, and I've got some people on me. 
you're so afraid of the graffiti that well, you need to but, carry. I mean, well, I, I don't it. mind you carrying a gun. I think it's great that you can defend yourself. But is it really graffiti that's alarming you? No, we're missing my point. Well, you're talking about graffiti. <laughs> well, wait, you're me. talking about all these uh, murder. You're talking about these murders. I'd like to. Have, can you stick with us, Larry? I'd like to bring you back here after the news. Can you stick with us? Yeah, sure will. Alright, you hang on, Larry. I want to bring you back here because uh, I, I think this is an interesting subject. The suggestion is that we need to have these uh, thousand cops in Indy, that they need to be there to protect people, but well, they're going to just... have a security at a private event, too. But well, didn't he just say there's murders happening all the time in Indy? Clearly, the police aren't stopping that from happening. More coming up. Hour three's next. Free Talk Live. Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book in plain sight, The Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order in plain sight. The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. Take control of the airwaves. These airwaves, that is. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want, and the number is here for you at 855-450-FREE. That's toll-free, and here with you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. Holding the line here is Larry, listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. He has called in due to a discussion we've had kind of throughout the week here thus far. I know it's only Tuesday, but uh, we've been talking about Indianapolis and what's happening there with the Super Bowl coming to town. It's uh, They're ramping things up for the last year and a half. They've been doing you know road work and, and putting in planters and whatever other kind of beautification projects and spending all kinds of taxpayer money on this. In fact, they spent a bunch of taxpayer money to build the new stadium in which they will be playing the Super Bowl. So there's all kinds of money that taxpayers are on the hook for as far as, well, making it so football fans can watch a game. That's what's been going on. And also, the government has brought in extra cops from all over the place, apparently, because there's a thousand cops. I was told there are 700-something cops normally in the city of Indianapolis, but there will be at least a thousand that will be on duty uh, for the Super Bowl. And I I don't know if that's in addition to the 700. That wasn't made too clear. There's going to be a lot of cops on the streets this weekend because India is expecting over 150,000 people to come in uh, just for Super Bowl weekend. So it's starting to ramp up now. And Larry's on the line with us because he says this is good. He he likes having all these police in the streets because there's a gang. There are gangs out there. There are people doing graffiti. They're robbing people. They're threatening people. There's murders apparently all the time in some places in the city. And you're saying this is good. Bring the cops out. They keep people safe. Is that pretty much what you're you're putting out there, Larry? Oh, yeah. So I, I want to take my family down there. For a hot dog and uh, run the zip line and all that stuff. <laughs> I got a pocket full of money. And who who knows that? The you criminals. Think, yeah, you so, think M13 is going down there for Super Bowl? I, I, I have no idea whether M13 is going down there at all. I mean, maybe maybe they'll stay away because it's a populated area and it's easier to commit crimes on deserted uh, in deserted alleys or something like that. But I've got this question for you, Larry. Um 
Now, I mean, I think it's I think it is would be unfair to say that a police presence doesn't diminish crime. Obviously, that's true. But I think that also the the, the fact that people might have weapons to defend themselves uh, you know, d- diminishes crime. I live in a I live in a town that has no cop. But there's no crime there, because if you do a burglary in my town, you're going to get 44 caliber brain surgery. I mean, that's what's going to happen. So I guess, you know, my question to you, does does it scare you at all, the idea of people with, you know, uh, army helmets and sunglasses and flak jackets and black uniforms with their pants stuck in their boots, carrying sub, sub, uh, sub machine guns over their shoulder? Does that bother you? You know that ain't happening. Yep. Go to New York City. Take a look at these pictures that we've looked at. Just in an app of Super Bowl. Okay. They they have a, there's a picture of a guy with his uh, pants tucked into his boots, um, wearing a green uniform, uh, the the military color, uh, wearing sunglasses, and carrying an MP5 slung over his shoulder. I don't think it was an MP5, but it was some sort of machine gun. Submachine gun slung over his shoulder. That's for your radio show. This ain't real. We're going down there to watch the Super Bowl and uh, have all the fun activities going on down there. And we got a pocket full of money. And if you take all the cops off the street, we can't do that. Right. That, wasn't they, the, that wasn't my question to you. You're repeating yourself. Oh, Larry, have you been to the Super Bowl activities? I wouldn't go down there on a bet. Okay. Wait so a minute. you have no what? idea what's going on down there, but you're making a claim about what's going on down there. Do you see a problem with that? Yeah, I, I, I've been down there at the Black Expo. People what is the Black shot. Expo? People get shot down there. What is the Black Expo? Is that a racist statement? The Black Expo, you don't know it's not a racist statement. Well, what do you, what do you mean the Black Expo? What does that mean? It's, a, it's an activity that goes on in Indianapolis, Indiana. So it's, is it a it, shooting it, contest? What, what is it where the people are getting shot there? What, what, what is, is the Black Expo? Are you saying it's an activity? Of what sort of an activity? It is for uh, black, uh, you know, what are you, what are you, what are you so, uh, it sounds like a, it's for black what? It's for black, um, enlightenment. I mean, you know, we're And here. what's wrong with, with enlightenment? What is wrong with, the, if, the, if the black expo is some sort of a convention for black enlightenment, which is sort of what I'm extrapolating from what you're saying here, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Why did but you bring people, it up? People get shot down there. At the Black Expo? Yes. Won't you, uh... Why would you, people uh, be getting shot at a, at a, some place where people are... Uh, what? This isn't making any no, sense No, you're not me. making any sense at all. you There's got one more enough. chance to get your message out. Go ahead, Larry. There's not enough police down there to control it. I thought hey. you said a thousand police wasn't. How many police do you need? There's going to be 50 million people down here, and I don't no, think. There will not be 50. There will not be 50 million people. There will okay. be 150 thousand or so. And thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free. We ran a um, an event uh, in Sarasota, Florida. Had um, you know there was regular there was security, but there were no police at it. Uh, there were sixty thousand people at it. Nobody was getting shot. I don't understand. I mean. Uh, is is the Black Expo where black gang members go to shoot each other? I have no I, idea. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't get it. But I mean, forgive me for sounding like a conspiracy nut, but it it seems to me like 
this is social conditioning somehow. Like let Larry was calling and he's just a, a victim of this social conditioning. Like how does one get people to love their slavery with with bread and circuses, you know? And so the the media ramps this stuff up and they instill all this fear into people about what uh dangers exist at this what could be a peaceful event. And then they have all that police presence. It's uh, it's weird that he's not even going, and yet he's afraid of the environment there. Okay, well, so he claims to know what the environment is. The Black Expo is some sort of a looks like IndianaBlackExpo.com. dot com. Uh, according to the story here, it, it is some sort of a yearly uh, convention that they have. Uh, during the post-civil rights movement, IBE established a positive structure in the community that reflected African Americans, which was an important and much-needed development. After two years after attending an expo in Chicago, a few religious and civic leaders in the community decided to establish an Indiana-based black expo. They understood the pressing need to create an avenue to display positive African American ideas and thus founded the Indiana Black Expo in 1970. So it goes on to talk a little bit more about the history of the project. But this does not sound like the place where you're going to find a bunch of gangbangers so i i couldn't tell Maybe what he's he was... talking about outside the event you know people go and they get robbed outside the event i have i mean i it sounded to me like he was suggesting that there's going to be gangbangers at the black expo uh, shooting one another or something like that because you know that's what black people do he didn't say that but that was the impression that i got from him i i, I don't i don't I, know i don't know I don't know. He he seemed to he choke said, up when he you said were... that um, you know that are the the pictures in the media about the police presence weren't true and <laughs> uh, you know like I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got uh, Rob on the line here. Uh, su- subject line of the call screen wants to clarify what that hillbilly was saying. <laughs> Rob in, in Indianapolis. Thank you for saving this conversation. Uh, go ahead. Hey guys, what's going on? Um, I've called you guys a few times in the past, but just to kind of clarify what he was stating. There is um, a Black Expo every summer. It's called, they call it the Summer Celebration. That name has recently changed to that to kind of get away from the whole Black Expo tag. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty big event. I mean, they even have their own specially licensed plate here in, in Indiana. Wow. Hmm. The reason that people, now again, please, I'm, I'm coming to this with an open mind, okay? So this isn't trying to be racist. I'm not trying to be judgmental. In the past, and I'm talking about a recent past, not like 20 years ago. I mean, the last few years, there are... There have been shootings, people getting beat, people getting mugged, um, almost semi-riots breaking out downtown for these events. Okay. It's, uh, so, it's, so it's not trying to be funny and, oh, just a bunch of hillbillies from Indiana or a bunch of racists. No, it's pretty bad. Not too long. Um, not this past year. I think they kind of learned their lesson because there wasn't much going on this year. They did step up police presence quite a bit, um, almost on every corner to try to make sure that no violence broke out. But the year before that... Um, why? Kid. Why do you think that's happening? I mean, if this okay. event is a you know bit, an event about culture and, and heritage and community, why is it attracting people of that sort? I'd, I'd be interested in hearing people. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in hearing more about your thoughts on that. It's free talk live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread free talk live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want at 855 453 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us over on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there. In fact, if you've got a smartphone, you can head up m.freetalklive.com, m as in mobile.freetalklive.com, and that's where you can get quick access to our live streams and the podcast, m.freetalklive.com. Speaking of uh, podcasts, you can visit audiblepodcast.com slash FTL to get your hands on, or your ears rather, on a free audiobook. Because, well, it's hard to sit down and actually read those old things with pages in them. <laughs> and it uh, makes it a lot easier to absorb information or the latest uh, novel by audio form and if you want to give it a try you should audiblepodcast.com slash ftl is where you can go it's fast easy and affordable especially since the first one's free Uh, but you'll also find they've got a huge selection everything from classics to brand new releases yeah i'm sitting Uh, here with uh, the the uh, since it's uh, the primary night the 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 three ron paul books uh in the fed liberty defined or the revolution any one of which you can get free from audiblepodcast.com slash ftl it's a no-brainer you get a free gold membership and your first download Load free over at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Get your books in without having to stop and uh, it's, you know, stop your day. You can go from point to point, listen to these things, drive around, and uh, get your reading done without ever having to look at any words. All right, so uh, more coming up here uh, with your thoughts at 855 453. We've got Rob on the line in Indy uh, telling us about something that's new to us. Obviously, we don't do the show directly from Indy. We're a syndicated radio program, so we're on a number of markets, but Indianapolis is probably our biggest market. Uh, uh, during the week, because we're on all week long in Indy, and of course it's awesome, and we're glad to be on and grateful for everybody listening there to WXNT. Talking about uh, police protection, and one guy called in to say that uh, we need to have more police protection because there's shootings at the Black Expo. And it's it all. I don't know what he was getting at. He was very confusing. It almost sounded like he was intimating that uh, you know the, whenever the Black Expo happens, there's shootings. And I don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, what I am seeing here, though, is there have been shootings. Uh, it says back from 2010, 10 young men were wounded Saturday night as gunshots ricocheted throughout downtown streets crowded with Indiana Black Expo summer celebration attendees. Police said they had video of a man on foot who opened fire indiscriminately at a downtown intersection but made no arrests as of whenever that was. Uh, they go on to say that the victims' ages ranged from 10 to 19. Mm. So they had video of this, but they haven't done anything about it? Is that what Well, this saying? was in 2010. Well, I, I'm just People right. are always talking about how important it is, is to have cameras all over that are government-controlled. Mm-hmm. I'd like to point out that they've got video of the guy you know, doing a shooting here and haven't managed to do anything about it. Right. So, I mean, I'd be curious to know more about who this alleged shooter was, uh, let's go back to Rob, though, listening in uh, double, listening in Indy to WXNT. Rob, go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, actually, they did catch him. His name is, I forget his last name, but his first name is Seamus, and they were, he actually shot people in two different locations, and they did catch him shortly thereafter. Seamus. Seamus. Is this Scottish yeah. shooter? Yeah, he is not. He is, he is not an Irish-American. He is, <laughs> uh, is African-American. And what was <laughs> his mean, motivation? So, yeah, not, he was trying to, he was just retaliating at another gang. 
So the the people he shot were actually gang members. Ten, the ten year old. There might have been one or two, um, or who knows how many down there. But he just opened fire and just unloaded and hit all kinds of people. Mm. And as I actually said, it was actually a two separate locations. So really, this has more to do with gang over. violence than uh, than anything. Uh, you know, that like some sort of problem with the Black Expo. It's so he's not robbing anybody. Is no, the, it's not so much about the. No, it wasn't robbing anybody. Not so much the problem with the expo. It's the problems that the Black Expo attracts. That's what the problem is. That's what most people have an issue with. Again, this last year, uh, there was hardly any incidents. It was it went off pretty smoothly. Well, that's, that's a lot good of local enough. businesses downtown. They also don't like to be open during the Black Expo. Have you ever I know been the to these things? Down- um, I've been downtown before for these. Yes. Okay. And I I prefer not to go. It's, they say it's a multicultural event. It's for everybody. But you do get, um, again, just from my personal experience, I'm not talking for everybody, okay, but from my personal experiences, yeah, I usually look looked at a little bit differently. So yeah. it's just, I, usually, I prefer to stay away. I, I don't go downtown during that time. What is the security like? Uh, do they, you know, make people be disarmed when they go into these things? Um, well, during the, um, whenever there's any kind of youth um, rally or youth event, I think they are having them pass the metal detectors now. Um they are, I don't know about, about pat-downs or whatever, but I think they're metal detectors for any kind of youth celebrations. And, and they've been ending them earlier. They used to maybe end them later because during the summer, but I think they have, have earlier end times now and uh, try to make parents pick them up, but not all that always works. But again, this past year, it was successful, um, wasn't any kind of violence, but the city was uh, tagged a lot of overtime because a lot of the police officers, they were pulling detectives out, they were pulling everybody downtown. So tell me, you th- you say it attracts uh, violence. You think is that because some gang members are attending, and other gang members know that uh, there's going to be gang members there, and so therefore they figure, well, this is a good time to to get them or whatever to go and attack them. No, that's that's one. That is one scenario. Not just one gang. I mean, all the gangs go down there. It's just the people trying to go out there and hang out and have a good time and enjoy the music and the festivities. And one gang doesn't like somebody else and. Somebody's got a gun. And right. So this pop, is a pop, gang pop, problem is more so than it is, you know, the the Black Expo problem. Gangs are yeah, obviously in India at that all times. Like so it's attracting the problem. Rob, so I appreciate the, the, uh, the detail. Uh, thank you for coherently being able to tell us what the Black <laughs> Expo was and what was going on. I appreciate your call at 855-450-FREE. So let's talk briefly before we continue with your calls about gangs, uh, because if it weren't for Prohibition, the gangs would probably not be at the Black Expo because they, they wouldn't, wouldn't exist, be likely. existing because gangs exist based on pro- prohibited products and services. So as long as guns and drugs and prostitution and other gambling and other things like that are illegal, the gangs will always have things on which they can make a lot of money. And, of course, we know that gangs fight over territory because one gang wants to deal drugs in one area, but if they find out a rival gang is dealing drugs in that same area, then they will attempt to enforce their you know their belief about their territory on the other gang and they will enforce it with violence and unfortunately innocent people sometimes get caught in the crossfire which if it's happening at an event like the black expo it's likely that there's going to be innocent people around uh potentially being shot or harmed in these uh, these gang battles and so again it's all it all comes back to the government's prohibition a lot of these gang members have as heroes um, or you know people they idols that they look up to people either in their community or you know nationwide who propose to make a living off of selling drugs and having nice and fine cars and and you know loose women and whatever it else it is that they have if the drugs weren't illegal and therefore they could be sold at 
you know, the local drugstore, mm-hmm. you the gang the gangs would be disempowered in this way. People wouldn't have this uh, this idolization of the criminal lifestyle. I think you know gangs can still exist in an uh, in an absence of prohibition on whatever, but you know they there will still be young toughs who might gang you know gang up get, or get something up together, like that. perhaps it's, start a thieves guild or something of that sort, but not nearly. They won't have the organization. They won't have funding. More that's, important, that's absolutely. It's just tragic that there are ten year olds and and teenagers dying in these sort of gang related incidents. I, what concerns me is that that caller Rob was saying that people are disarmed when they go into these expos. I would think that it would be a much safer Indianapolis if people were able to protect themselves when they left the event. We'll take more of your thoughts here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. You're welcome to share them on the police or gangs or prohibition or whatever's on your mind. Even Ron Paul, we still got him in the background. Uh, 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keen. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keen has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450. 3733 and join us on our website at freetalklive.com where you'll get all kinds of stuff totally free. You can watch and listen to us via the webcam over at cam.freetalklive.com and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners because they're there in the chat room, which is built into the same page as the webcam. All of it free, cam.freetalklive.com. You know, you need to be prepared in a time of a disaster, whether it's, uh, you know, some kind of natural disaster, you get snowed in or warring gangs outside. (laughs) That's right. It could happen. Floods. (laughs) You never know, um, you know, what is going to occur that you need to have some food on hand. You won't be able to get to the grocery store. Most Americans, they don't have that much food in the house. Uh, Wisefoodstorage.com makes it easy for you. You can get, uh, you know, you get these plastic totes. They're filled with uh, these pre-prepared meal, these meals that all you have to do is add water to them. They're ready to go. They're good for 25 years. They come in metal mylar pouches. All you do is tear the top off, add some water, and they can prepare right in the pouch. Uh, the, the flavors are great. Uh, everybody who's had any of the ones that we've, we've had here have uh, commented on them, how good they are. I've had emails from people saying that they really enjoyed them. Visit wisefoodstorage.com. Get a free entree sample. Test it out for yourself today. Um, you can go to wisefoodstorage.com. It's right there at the top of the page. Request a sample. It's in green. It's a green uh, you know, rectangle. Or you can call 855-FOODWISE. Either way, you're going to have to mention Free Talk Live, uh, you know, just so that they know where you came from. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. When you buy, and you likely will after you get the free one, Use promo code FTL. You get free shipping that way. Um, the peace of mind's included. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. Coupon code FTL. We continue with you and your thoughts. Uh, let's go to Mark, listening in Minnesota, to WNMT in the northern portion. Hey, Mark, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, how's it going? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Uh, just wanted to talk about uh, the cops in, in uh, Indianapolis. I'm just wondering Tell what your them. problem is. What your problem is with uh, having that many cops on hand? Uh, my problem is not that uh, the idea of protection is a bad thing. I support the idea of uh, protection. 
but my problem is being forced to pay for a monopoly on protection. My concern has to do with people that tuck their pants into their boots, people that wear sunglasses, people that wear helmets that look like uh, the, the, the stuff from World War II, people that uh, carry uh, submachine guns around their shoulders, and America getting desensitized to a police state. That's what my concern is. Do you have a similar concern? Well, I'd like to hear what Derek J's concern is first. Well, I, I was concerned that they're disarming people. The thing I want to uh, promote and instill is that people are capable of defending themselves, and I would recommend people train to defend themselves because it's not uh, best to count on others when your life is in danger. Especially ones that uh, are not legally uh, liable to protect you in any way, shape, or form. Especially those. It's not to say the police don't want to protect people. I think many of them do. But ultimately, if they don't, uh, then there's no way that you can hold them accountable for that. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, Well, you said in your tone, you don't have any cops and... uh you know, a robbery or burglary or whatever would be dealt with uh, 44 to the head or whatever. Likely. I mean, I you know, I, that, I, I think that that is a big fear of people doing burglaries uh, where I live. Okay. Yeah, I live in a similar, similar uh, you know, kind of part of my land here where I live is, is like that as well. But uh, let me ask you this. If you go to the bar, do you bring your gun with you? I can't a carry a gun. Or... I'm a convicted felon. Okay. Well... Have you ever been in a bar fight or, or something, any kind of fight where someone has a gun or a knife or, or something have like that? never been in a bar fight where somebody has pulled a knife or a gun on me, no. Thank goodness. I no. have been, and uh, you'd wish you had some cops around at that point. Well, why wouldn't you just wish that you're armed? Well, I hear you, but if you get, uh, you know... I mean, pulling a gun out of your pocket, you're going you to have a, want, you're gonna have a faster response your- time than the cops you can protect yourself all you want but there's a lot a lot of people that are a lot more crazy than you are out there but and i think they, the, the the derek the point derek is making here is when when uh seconds count cops are only minutes away i mean you know that's an important aspect. exactly yeah. yes that is true but you know, so, wait, 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 wait. so, so, so does the police stating of America, the people tucking their pants into their uh, cops, bucking, tucking their pants into their boots, uh, putting on sunglasses, wearing, uh, you know, German uh, infantry helmets, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, wearing uh, black garb. Um, does this not, you know, slinging submachine guns over their over their shoulders? Does that bother you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it bothers me. Because that's what bothers me here. It doesn't bother me that Officer Friendly is out there, you know, at, they, that they have a increased presence in the Super Bowl area because everything needs security. I've got that. What concerns me is that they run this they're, – they're beginning to run this country as though it is a prison. Well – Hold on a second, Mark. They've been they've been running it that way for a while. It's just becoming more obvious and, and in your face. But the other thing that's important to point out here is that, yeah, it's okay to have protection. I'm cool with somebody being there, whether it's a club security or somebody else that uh, is there to provide protection. I'm all right with that. If they, and in fact, if that's all that the police were doing was actually protecting people, it wouldn't bother me. Like if I knew that the cop on the street corner was only interested in protecting me from violence – 
I'd be cool with that. But unfortunately, the cop on the street corner or the cop in the bar or wherever it is you want them to be, let's go back to the bar example, the cop in the bar isn't going to be there just to break up a fight. The cop in the bar is going to be there to check your ID and to make sure that you're not drinking too much and to make sure that you know that you don't uh, that they've got all these silly little rules that they're enforcing that have nothing to do with uh, people actually being victimized and they're far more likely to arrest people at that bar who've never hurt another human being simply because the cops these days are focused on putting peaceful people behind bars and extracting as much money and obedience out of them as possible so i have more to fear from the cop in the bar than the guy ostensibly who might possibly be carrying a gun who i might possibly get in a fight with at some point in the un- in you know indeterminate future i know that cop is looking for people to arrest and put in cages whereas you know bar fights are a lot more random so uh i'd rather allow the bars to decide what kind of level of security to have i'd rather let them make those decisions and let let the cons- the consumers uh decide which bars they'd like to patronize because of safety factors for instance how's that sound sounds great i got one more thing for yes, you sir. all right did you guys see what happened in uh the last stanley cup game um the nhl hockey game i believe is in vancouver i, I don't watch the game, sports, all the riots so... and uh they pretty much burned the city down whoa when um, was this this last year so they pretty much did so i, I guess vancouver survived this but uh, what's well, your point? you know what I, you know what I mean. I mean, they were burning cars. It happens. And, I mean, they, some they people take their a lot of stuff. Some people take their sports uh, way too seriously. Yeah, and, it's, and, it's absurd. You know, it, you know it, they, they come unglued. And I, I've got I mean, like absolutely when you're talking about metropolitan centers um, like this, y- you know, it's it's not the same as people living in sort of you know small cities and and rural areas. They they have their whole set of challenges that are completely unlike it, um, but. I would question whether or not metropolitan centers of that size could really exist in a world where they couldn't extract forcibly funds from people. Um, you know, that, that these things tend to crop up, in my opinion, because they're able to tax your land as if they own it. I, I hear you that security is a concern, Mark, and it's, it's becoming a bigger concern as time goes by as the economy gets worse but the question is who do you want to provide your security i i don't want the police to provide my security i don't think they do a very good job I'd it's rather a monopoly my, yeah. you're forced to pay for it i'd rather do it myself or, or hire someone else right and then if you actually hire someone to provide security then they're on the line they're they we got a contract the contract specifies that they're supposed to provide certain services in a certain way and if they don't then you've got a, an issue you can take to court right. you can have if something good. happens at this Indianapolis event and the the police somehow mishandle it they're not responsible for their actions in the same way a security company would be responsible for mishandling that event hey thanks mark for the call i appreciate the thoughts and the uh, the issue bringing it up there 855-450 free there are a few moments remaining and still enough time for your thoughts. 855-450-3733. You can take control of these airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. You 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time to sneak your call in at 855-453. If we don't get you in tonight, don't worry. We do it seven nights a week. You can always join us tomorrow night. 855-450-3733 here tonight with you. It's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. And, of course, you can uh, join Derek J. on his website, livefreeordance.com. And Derek J. is going to have uh, likely some video, some very revealing video coming up soon. And Derek, what? you're normally a very uh, well-dressed guy, but you're going to be dressing down big time uh, when it comes to uh, what's happening on Thursday. Thank you. Yes, I, I like to pride myself in wearing nice clothes, but this time I will be wearing almost nothing. I'm <laughs> expecting to be in just underwear and a bow tie and sunglasses. Uh, you know, got to be modest. Of course. And it's all going to be happening at the airport in Manchester. Chester with Kelly Voluntarist, who did the same thing. Uh, well, not the bow tie, but she uh, did have her underwear on in the airport a couple weeks ago. It ended up making national news, but not as wide as it should have. There was some clear channel stations that took the story and put it up on their website. So it kind of got syndicated across a bunch of morning show, uh, like kind of websites for clear channel. But aside from that, it didn't really get a, make a big splash. So maybe if we have a male and a female uh, go and take off their clothes at the airport and protest of the TSA. That'll make a difference. We're we'll, going to have uh, our bases covered, and there are going to be a couple other things we're going to improve all. about this time. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll, cue, we'll clue you in if you haven't heard yet, uh, or if you haven't heard by the next time Derek Jay's on, we'll certainly recap what happened next uh, next week. So let's continue with you and your thoughts here uh, in the meantime, and go to Mark in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Mark, you're on with Ian, Derek Jane, and another Mark. How's it going? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, well, I just had a little side uh, bar on your Indianapolis story about a mall that they've taken over. Uh, I'm out of breath. Who? Back in the summer here. Who had? Who has taken it over? Uh, Homeland Security. What? Uh, right now, FBI and two other agencies that I don't recognize. The uh, they've the taken over a mall, like a shopping mall. Uh, well, they they've leased it or purchased it, and it's like the command center for the Super Bowl. Wow. Hmm. Well, they're going to need some space. uh, Malls are having a tough time, so it doesn't surprise me they found an empty mall. uh, Yeah, it's an old 1970s mall that's been abandoned for like a decade. The strip mall. Wow, interesting. Hmm. And uh, all the security cameras go back to to this place, and the cops can punch up their PCs and see any intersection in the city. So has there been? There's been reporting on this. You've seen that's that's how you're aware Uh, of it. Yeah, there's been a couple news uh, stories in the in the Indianapolis Star, but not a whole lot of coverage on the TV. You know. So basically, they would have had to set that up pretty pretty far in advance, right? Like this. Uh, They've been working on it all summer. Hmm. They've been digging underground and. How did you hear about this? In and out of it. The, you heard about it on news reports, so okay. it's, it's it's public knowledge is what you're saying. But here's my question. What happens after the Super Bowl to this command center? Well, I don't know, well there's even a temporary jail holding facility <gasps> in this thing uh, wow. just for the Super Bowl. But, yeah, it's, they've taken over the whole mall. 
uh, it's been it's been a pro- work in progress for oh eight nine months now. That's cre- that's creepy to me because I. I understand that uh, government programs don't tend to go away. Like when a government program starts, it doesn't usually leave. Uh, so if they're digging tunnels and running cables and oh, you yeah, know, it's re- permanent. It's a permanent thing, right? Like I'm saying, this is probably not just going to shut down. Then I go, all right, let's no, pack no, no, it up, no, boys. No. no, it's not. This is a go- this is job creating. We don't want to destroy jobs. Yeah, <laughs> that's creepy, man. Thanks for sharing that tonight, Mark. Anything right. else you want to share? Uh, well, I was I was down there earlier today, close close to the activity. And they had this big helicopter flying, I don't know, 100 feet off the ground. I mean, if it was flying downtown, it had been running into buildings. Wow. It was flying that low, you know. And this was at, this was at the uh, Super Bowl thing? Yeah, this was eh, maybe a mile out, outside of downtown, you know. And this Just was a police around. helicopter? It was, uh, black, it was painted black and white, brand new. Never seen one in this city before. Wow. Thanks for the call tonight, Mark. I appreciate uh, the, the heads up, and I appreciate hearing from everybody in Indy, uh, certainly throughout the week. Obviously, we like hearing from you anytime, but uh, th- during this week to kind of give us uh, police state updates, as it sounds as though there's a real significant uh, police presence down there, and likely will continue to ramp up as the uh, the week goes along. Uh, so 855-453-FREE is our toll-free number. Derek J., we don't have time to play the audio, I don't think, from this video, but you recently posted a video of Ron Paul talking about secession over at FR33Agents.com. That's correct, yeah, and people can find it if they just Google FR33. But basically, Ron Paul put up a video on his campaign website addressing some of the comments that were coming from the media and liberals knocking secession as un-American. And I really appreciated this uh, because I'm a big fan of secession. And I know that Governor Rick Perry from uh, Ron Paul's state of Texas uh, had mentioned the idea before. He hadn't said whether or not he wants to secede, but he just Mm -hmm. mentioned it in passing. And I just admire how calmly Ron Paul asserts the position that it's perfectly acceptable to uh, talk about secession and debate about it. It, It's not something that uh, should jump people back in their brains to the Civil War and, and think about racism and stuff, because he he taught me in this video that a New England had at one time considered secession in the early 19th century, and nobody hmm. considered them kooky or crazy or thought that they didn't have the right to do it, right. uh, because all of the states that signed up uh, as part of the Constitution or had, who had joined the U.S. before the Civil War, they expected that they would be able to secede. Well, yeah, you, we can join. Shouldn't we be able to leave? Right. right. I mean, what, what contract doesn't have an exit clause? Right. Well, that's exactly what he. the point he's making, is that we came together voluntarily, and we should be able to dissolve voluntarily. And Absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, uh, he, he lists some of the benefits that could have occurred over the last 230 years if the federal government had been motivated to restrain its power out of fear that the states would have left the union. I mean, you can That's imagine true. all the federalism, all the programs that have been rolled out. Uh, the, one of the callers earlier was talking about how transportation is almost entirely federalized. Now you have to take federal roads if you want to travel from one place to another. But that could be totally different if the idea of secession had been alive and well over these last 200 years. 
So he also uh, makes a point to give an interesting history lesson on the Pledge of Allegiance, where he reveals that it's a relatively new part of American history, that it came around in the uh, late 1800s. Does he mention it was written by a socialist? He does, yes. And that uh, it was written by that socialist to unite the people under the idea of a nation being indivisible. And he says that's... He empathized with a lot of the listeners saying... Yeah, it it sounds kind of crazy when people talk about secession because we all grew up saying this Pledge of Allegiance, one nation, indivisible. We've been programmed. Exactly. So he's like, this is just a new thing. It's relatively new. It's uh, none of us were alive when it started. But these ideas are old. The the idea of secession that we can uh, just disband peacefully. It's so important to talk about these things. And I'm glad Ron Paul is is willing to get out on Front Street and say, hey, I'm not afraid of this issue. This is an important issue. Not only that, I saw some of the clip. He says, this is, in, is an inherently an American thing, this idea of uh, secession. So, you know, let's talk if about it. If you don't have the ability to, uh, you know, if, if a state, quote unquote, doesn't have the ability to leave the United States, it isn't free anymore. You're not, yeah, it's not really a Right. It's just become an it's become an adjunct to the uh, the federal government. Let's go to Fred listening in Michigan. Fred, you're on Free Talk Live with the and Derek Jane Mark. Hey guys, I really enjoyed being a fly on the wall listening in here tonight, and I appreciate your taking my call. Well, that's uh, what we do, Fred. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay the the contract issue here, as you alluded to earlier, relative to the the law enforcement uh, folks. Uh, Any time the uh, so-called public officials uh, are in breach of contract uh, by failing to do what's in the best interest of the, the private people, then they need to be prosecuted for well, it's a breach of the public trust, breach of contract. But there is no contract. The oath of office, the oath of office is a verbally consummated contract. Uh, the taxpayers, so-called, are paying their salaries. But speaking of gun rights, you could, by the way, you could claim the oath of office is a contract, and you know maybe you could make maybe there's some validity there in that they are actually agreeing to something, but it's never enforced. I yeah. know it's never enforced. You're right, but right. Article One, Section Ten, where it talks about the state's fiduciary duties, etc., says pass no law impairing the obligation of contracts, and then Fourteenth Amendment identifies the public debt as a contractual debt obligation, which which validity is not to be questioned. So I had the opportunity to ask Sheriff Richard Mack a question at Radio Liberty last week as to whether uh, he, as a county sheriff, is engaged in law enforcement uh, activities in enforcing contracts. And only his response was to defer to the host, Dan Monteith, who hung up. (laughs) And I'm thinking, man, oh, man. And, you know, then we got... We got the uh, federal corporation adopting the Nazi Gun Act of '38 as their as its official. I wish I had more time to have you tell me about that, Fred. We're out of it for tonight, but call tomorrow. You're certainly welcome to explicate uh, explicate a little further at that time. We'll see you then online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com. 